What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Keep It Posy podcast. My name is Jasmine, and this is episode 42. Before I get into this week's guest, I want to introduce you to this week's nonprofit organization being featured in the Posy Spotlight. Stop Street Harassment, or SSH, is a nonprofit organization dedicated to documenting and ending gender-based street harassment worldwide. SSH believes that street harassment impedes gender equality and must be taken seriously. Because street harassment is often seen as an invisible problem, it is dismissed as being a quote-unquote minor annoyance, a quote-unquote joke, or the fault of the harassed person. The primary focus of SSH is to document the problem and demonstrate why it's a human rights violation that must be addressed. If you would like to learn more or make a donation to Stop Street Harassment, you can visit stopstreetharassment.org. This week's episode features my friend Ricky. Ricky is in two San Diego bands, H House and Western Settings. He also has solo stuff of his own. In this conversation, Ricky and I talked about all the music he's been working on, the first albums he ever owned, the Beach Boys, and more. Here's my conversation with Ricky on the Keep It Posy podcast. Yay! We're making it happen. We're here. We're here. Thank What's up, dude? Not much. Just uh, I've been in between work stuff and working on music, and, and it's just been nutty. It's been crazy. I saw that Hey Charles is going to be hitting the studio soon. Yep, we're going uh, not this weekend, next weekend, I think, to the next weekend or the following. But uh, we're going... Out to, we got like a Airbnb in the middle, uh, like up by the uh, Salton Sea, and it's like no neighbors or anything, so we're like bringing all of our stuff out there, and we're like going to record uh, four songs out there, so we're pretty stoked. Oh, sick, dude. That's exciting. Yeah. I mean, you guys have been killing it uh, with the re- with what you guys have done, and then also throwing the charity angle in there last year. Yeah, thanks. It was a seven-inch yeah, cool. split. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was from, we did it with Sad Girls Club and um, Sunshine State and Typesetter, which so it was pretty cool. And uh, yeah, this guy, our friend Jason, he he uh, wanted to do it, so he like did all the vinyl and everything, and then um, um, he just donated 100% of the proceeds to Color Change, so it was pretty cool. Sick. Yeah, it feels nice to be able to like do stuff like that with your music and you know help help people out and especially like a good cause and you know somewhere where it's needed yeah yeah so we'll talk about your solo stuff now you put out a single titled miss you and it's a song that you wrote because you were missing your friends throughout quarantine um more or less yeah i mean i was i was writing um for 
my uh, next full length, um, and that was like in the batch of songs that I was doing for my next full length. And uh, um, Shane, the guy who drums with me, um, is pretty much. There's two other people that are involved with my solo thing. Well, well Jackie is too, but two other guys other than Jackie, and it's uh, my friend Shane who does the drums, and then my friend uh, Tyson who like does producing stuff. Actually, that's not true. Cause then there's also Scott Goodrich who does all the mixing. So, but, uh, anyways, Shane and I decided to record it that song early and just drop it as a single because it kind of felt like it made sense now with how things were. And maybe it wouldn't make as much sense if it came out like later this year or early next year, because fucking everybody misses each other right now, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So we did, decided to just do it and get it out. So yeah. Sick, dude. How far into quarantine did you start writing it? Um, those songs, that batch of songs I started, I, I can't remember exactly when I started Miss You, but that batch of songs started as soon as I finished Palm Trees, that last um, record, which I finished writing that probably like, april or so of 2020 and then we recorded that one a few months later but i as soon as i was finished writing that one i started writing on new stuff and working on the record that's going to happen this june so so yeah early so 20 early 2020 yeah oh wow dude that's crazy because i don't know how many people would think that a year later we would still be like trying to get out? Yeah. Wow. I didn't, I didn't think it would be this long either. So it's a little, yeah, it's fucking weird, man. <laughs> yeah, dude, tell me about it. Um, but we're getting there. Hopefully we'll all be able to rock out at best. Right. So Palm Trees, you released that last year. When did you start working on that album? That one I started working on before the quarantine actually hit because I, I was planning on doing a solo record already. And so I had, I, had, I had done a pretty good amount of, uh, probably half the record was written before the pandemic started. And then the, uh, the second half of it was like finished after, it, uh, after the pandemic started. So yeah so uh, like vietnam there's a couple of those songs that go back like almost like four years that oh, i've wow. been sitting on for a while yeah so some of those songs have been around for a while yeah so you started working on that and this is something i try to think of dude i don't remember how i met you i just know i was at a show probably yeah. and i'm just like i feel like it had to have been vlhs or something right I, you know, you I, don't, I don't know, because the only time I went there, it was two times. Like, I didn't really go there as much as I would have wanted to. Um, okay. One time, it was for Joyce Manor. Okay. And then the other time, oh, you know AJ. One of his bands was playing. I forgot who, though. AJ Peacocks? Yeah. Okay. I, he, I mean, he Maybe plays in, he's in one of one of his bands. <laughs> it's like, okay, so we let's, let's narrow this down between the thirty bands that AJ dude, plays. <laughs> I call him. I call him the Connor Burst of uh, pop punk because he's just like he has all these projects. But but yeah, dude. No, I don't good. know, man. Yeah, no. I was gonna say. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna talk to him soon for the podcast too. Hopefully, so. 
But yeah, I'm like, I don't know how I met this dude, but we'll figure it out. But honestly, I don't, I don't even know. Um, I don't, I don't either. So that, we're both was that a show? Place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Um, we pretty much guarantee it was at a show. It wasn't it has, at the grocery store. <laughs> definitely not. So I know that you have your soul stuff and you have hate shells and then there's also Western settings. Mm -hmm. But how were you introduced to music? And musically, how did you get all the way to where you're at now? I don't know. So I think, well, I've always, you know, I think everybody's always into music, right? But uh, as far as playing music, um, when I was in sixth grade, I started, I wanted to play drums really bad. And my parents finally, like, they got me uh, like a drum pad and, and told me, and, and had me have to take lessons and, uh, and told me if I did lessons for a year and stuck with it, then they'd get me a drum kit. And so I did, and they got me like this little drum kit. And then I, at that point, I started like jamming with friends and stuff and like, you know, trying to play. Uh, I think we, we, when I first started playing music, I was really into like, uh, Bouncing Souls and like no effects and stuff like that. And uh, I think even like some Metallica. <laughs> but uh, but uh, we would do, uh, yeah, I started jamming with friends. And uh, I was always a drummer. I was a drummer in my whole life until, um, until I was 24. I finally, or 23? When I was 23, I finally switched over to bass and started playing bass and singing in bands. Yeah. After a while, you decided, all right, I'm picking up the bass. What made you decide to pick up the bass and sing? Um, so I was playing drums in a band with this guy, Todd Allen, and uh, I was drumming, and, and uh, he, I was starting to, like, as we were writing songs, like, I found myself wanting to, like, you know, it was like I had ideas for melodies and words and stuff, and I would try to, like, get the guys to do my ideas, but it was kind of weird trying to get someone to do your ideas for you, and then, and as I want to, and I know I had always, um, before that too, I, like I slowly like started teaching myself acoustic guitar and I would like mess around with writing songs just for fun in my house, like silly songs and stuff. And I always had enjoyed that, but, but then I like wanted to start, uh, expressing myself more that way. So, um, I started, I Todd, the guy that I was drumming for in that band, we just, we started a new band and, and, uh, and I said, okay, well, I want to sing and, and. Uh, not play drums and he's like okay well i'm playing guitar i was like okay i'll play bass so that's so i started playing bass and i became a bass player but uh yeah that's that's how that started and yeah i haven't gone back since so i love it i love it it's a really good way to uh work things out in my head to express things that i want to express or or to connect with other people and stuff and i just love everything about writing music and it's good it's good sick dude how old were you when you uh, started or joined your first band? I think my first actual like band was in like middle school. We were called First Thought, and it must have been how old you are, like in seventh grade. I don't know how old are kids when they're in seventh grade. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> twelve yeah. something. Yeah, somewhere around there. <laughs> what, what did you guys sound like? Um, we probably sounded somewhere like, probably like Blink-182, Green Day-ish, kind of sound, something like that. We lived, I, I grew up, we lived in uh, Ramona, California, so that was, that was what was going on at that time as far as musically, uh, in the punk genre, so. <laughs> that sounds about right. Those guys were going yeah. off. What was the first album you ever bought? 
Um, I think. I think I remember the first one I ever got that but my parents got for me um, was uh, the Backstreet Boys album. One that I was like, Backstreet's back. All right. That one. That was my first one Dude, that I had like on CD. That yeah. is sick. Yeah. That's awesome. And I think the second one was a Weird Al Yankovic record. <laughs> oh, wow, dude. Uh, yeah. That is awesome. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, look, the Backstreet Boys, what can I say, you know? Well, since, since we're on the subject, I'll ask this question. Are you team Backstreet Boys or NSYNC? I'm Backstreet Boys. Okay. <laughs> dude, you get all just the points Just because of that. <laughs> okay that's good dude, i win I, you win i don't know what you win but right. you win yeah dude i'm All just right. like because that era man of music i think we were lucky for those of us that are like in that age range with all the yeah. pop music we were able yeah. to kind of also if we had older siblings like they also gave us a heads up with all these other artists too like voice to men and all this other stuff <laughs> So, yeah, my sister totally, my older sister would was uh, would introduce me to bands all the time. And my older sister showed me Weezer for the first time, uh, and I, I got super into that. But uh, I, I, yeah, totally. But yeah, there was good. We there was some good stuff when we were when, when we were kids for sure. Yeah, dude, yeah. man, good old times. What was your first concert? My first concert. You think this would be an easy one that I should remember this, right? <laughs> um, what was my first concert? Shoot, I think like the my earliest memory I can think of of being at a show is like a warp tour, like way, way, way longer ago. But I, I don't even remember which one it was. I think it, I think it, yeah, my memory warp tour. <laughs> I, I don't know what year though. Yeah. Mm. Do you remember uh, the bands? Um, I think it was. So I remember seeing like uh, Glassjaw. Um, what else did I see? There was like a lot of drive-through record bands. I guess that was like my big first big show because I did go. Was like playing like shows like with my bands, like little shows, mm -hmm. but like but those are, like you know around like high school things. So like either houses or like little. BFWs or stuff around town, but like I think Warped Tour was my first like show show. You know, if it was Glassjaw, so actually no, no, we're thinking about it. If it was like that, you know, it was. It was in I was living on the East Coast, mm. so I was. So that that my first real like concert experience, or whatever you, if I guess what you call it, concert like big show like that was Warped Tour, and it was in somewhere in Virginia because I was in. 10th grade so i was in high school already yeah dude that's sick man it's funny you mentioned drive-through records because i was talking to someone else about drive-through records the other day and i'm like that was such a fun time period too i'm just it just sucks that they just couldn't keep going but yeah that yeah. roster dude i mean there was, there was some fun stuff on that one for sure yeah. yeah, I don't even know what happened. I'm not sure what happened with them um, with that label. I can't remember if like it just dissolved or if some something dramatic happened. But either way, they did. I, I, me and my friends were really into drive-through record stuff uh, when we were uh, younger. 
yeah they saw, like the drive through record stickers on all my stuff and like <laughs> um you have favorite drive through band um let's see homegrown was drive through right yes I, I was super into homegrown i'm trying to think what else was also it was uh, rx bandits was on there for a second right yes RX Bandits is really cool. I think my favorite RX Bandits stuff, though, was like their later stuff. And I don't think that was drive through. But yeah, a lot of good stuff. Yeah, dude. What three bands, dead or alive, would you want to play a show with? And where would you play? I think. I'm just going to throw Beach Boys on there. I think it would be really cool to play a show with Beach Boys. Um, it's going to be the weirdest show. Let's see, Beach Boys and. Beach Boys, I'll do Beach Boys, and then one of my current favorite bands, uh, A Giant Dog. And we would play a show in Berlin. I like Berlin. <laughs> there Berlin, you go. Germany. Oh, wait, you got one more band. So it's you and like three other bands. Oh, I guess one more band. So Beach Boys, A Giant Dog, and. Let's throw, let's throw the Velvet Underground on there, too. Oh, wow. That'd be that a weird sick. show, right? Dude. Really cool. Let's go. Let's go right now. Book the show. Book your, your flights. Right? Just, uh, you know, everybody start making those calls to get the bands on board. Um, it'd, be, it'd be pretty sick. <laughs> yeah, dude. That would be awesome. Right. What was, what's your earliest memory of the Beach Boys? I, it's funny. I remember when I was a kid, my dad would listen to Beach Boys, and uh, I remember like driving around in the car, and he'd be like singing it. And uh, that's my earliest memories of Beach Boys, um, and I didn't like it. And uh, and then more recently, in like in the last three years or so, I dove into the Beach Boys pretty hard, and now I'm just like love it. So, so so I've been listening to a lot of Beach Boys like the last three years. I don't know what, what, it's just really good. And it was just one of those things. I don't know, like when you listen to things sometimes and it clicks, you're like, okay, this does it for me right now. And for some reason, uh, Beach Boys do it. I, I'm a big fan of Brian Wilson. Yeah, dude. It's funny that uh, you bring that up about how, like, it when you revisit later on in your life a uh, band or whatever, and like you weren't feeling them before. I think that happens with a lot of us. Because, I, I mean, I'm not sure when that happened with you and your early, earliest memory, but sometimes as a kid you're thinking, why are they listening to this? Like, And you don't get it, but I think when you're older, right. you're like, damn, like these lyrics are so good or whatever the situation is, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Just, I think, Especially, I don't know, when you're a kid, a lot of stuff you listen to, probably you just have no context for it, and you're just like, I don't know. It's, I mean, I guess, I don't know why I didn't like Beach Boys, probably just because it felt like it was old people music, because it, it is, but <laughs> when you're a kid, you want nothing to do with that, you know what I mean? But, but then as an adult, if you're like, I've been uh, playing music and doing that kind of stuff, and then I go and listen to it, it's like, oh shit, this band was really good, and they were doing really cool stuff, and, and were very innovative, and and it's pretty inspiring so yeah yeah dude i feel that man 
And it's also one of those things that when you're older, and you, if you have a chance to go see them play, like some people figure out a way to make it happen. Yeah. How do you keep it posy? Um, that's a, so I, I have a hard time with that sometimes. Sometimes I, I actually have a really hard time with it. Um, I can, can get pretty down and like have pretty negative outlook on stuff, but uh, I try to stay busy um, and you know just com combat that. But it can be really challenging. Um, writing music, working on music. Um, I'll try to like exercise and like go for runs and stuff to help with that. But uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's not an easy easy task to do, you know. Sometimes when things are not going great, or if you if you struggle with any kind of like uh, depression or anything, it's like not not always the easiest thing to do. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah, dude. I think we've all been feeling that this past year. Yeah. Everyone's had has had their battles this past year, so it's yeah. it's it's definitely been hard. And since we're all so used to going to the gig and watching so-and-so play or just going to the bars and hanging out with friends or whatever. It's tough, man. I feel that. Yeah. But, yeah, you just... You just gotta, gotta do it. I guess sometimes you just gotta work at it. It can almost feel like a job, right? You just gotta constantly, like, try to uh, stay positive and have good thoughts and, like, recognize, recognize when you're not and try to, like, acknowledge it and get through through that so yeah yeah man yeah. is there anything else you would like to let the people know any last words no nothing that i can think of um i can't wait to see everybody back out there for the shows you know, really looking forward to that whenever that happens when it's, when it's safe and everything's up and running again i can't wait yay I know, dude. Hopefully, um, Fest will happen this year. I hope so. I mean, it looks like things are getting, we're getting there. Yeah, I think so. They, 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 I mean, it's all confirmed. I guess they only have five, I saw a thing today that they only have 500 passes left. And I think they're pushing all the bands. They want all the bands to be completely vaxxed uh, in order to play. And I think they're pushing for all the uh, attendants to do the same. So if you're like going, you're supposed to be vaxxed. So, uh, so, I mean, if it's what's literally right now. We're in April. Yeah. So we still got like seven months. So if a lot can happen in seven months. I think we can get there. Um. Well, hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to all hang out there, and then. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get there. We will get there, Jasmine. I know, dude. Hopefully, yeah. but yeah, dude. I don't have anything else. Um, unless there's okay. something else you wanted to plug in or anything. Yeah, Miss You's out. You can get um, that's on a on a lathe cut record through through, through paperstreetcuts.com. Um, you can get there's a that's there. You can get a copy of that, and it has like a bonus track on it that's from the upcoming record. Uh, other than that, yeah, nothing. Hey, Charles is Hey, Charles will have new stuff soon, so keep an eye out for that. <laughs> Yay! I'm yeah. excited, dude. Yeah, and then if Jim Blossoms happen to be listening, y'all should take him out on tour. Yep, right. That'd be sick.
So that was my conversation with Ricky. If you would like to follow Ricky online, his Twitter handle is at Ricky underscore W underscore S. And his Instagram handle is at YKCIR dot underscore dot Ricky. Thank you again to Ricky for being a guest on the podcast. If you haven't yet, please check out the Keep It Posy podcast playlist on Spotify. Miss You, the latest single by Ricky, has been added to the playlist. If you want to buy the physical format of the single, you can do so at paperstreetcuts.com. Black Room is another song by Ricky that will be included with your purchase. Clear by Hey Chouse and Break by Western Settings have also been added to the playlist. As always, you can hit me up via email or social media, keepitposy.com for all the contact info. Thank you again to everyone for listening to another episode of the Keep It Posy podcast. Please take care of yourself and watch out for each other. Stay posy always. And remember, life is like a mosh pit. If you see someone fall, you gotta help that person get back up.